Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. I'll react if I had to. Put some things in the past to and don't let them distract you, but react if you have to. Yeah. React if you have to. Yeah. Don't know the time, but just wait it on. Yeah, one of a kind. Yeah, what's on your mind? Yeah, what hard to find? Yeah, beautiful mind. Yeah, still in my prime. Yeah, just know that I'm here. Man, last week, last week was fun. It was a good one. Um, Nick fucking rocked it. Yeah. Uh, I was so happy that he came in and, and shared his story. He got vulnerable as fuck too, man. That is, uh, that's the key. Um, that's what we're doing. Yep. And I think I see where you're going with this. Ha! Yeah, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. But no, I mean, that I, I hate going back and listening to these. I have to, though. But you know how, so we get done recording. I leave here fucking in anxiety-ridden mess, right? Yes. That'll tie in, too. Um. And you're like, Chris, it was fine, it was fine, it was fine. Um, then you email it to me, and I listen. I'm like, all right, it's all right, but I get on my fucking nerves. Some of my, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, you sound like an asshole. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. Then it turns out, and act people are fucking downloading this shit, John. Yeah, yeah. You, you told me before we started today that um, we got over two thousand downloads. Yeah. Um, and we haven't even is on the air. Oh, we're not on the air. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you. I don't know what you'd say. Yeah, um, yeah. We're, we we started this uh, less than thirty days ago. We're almost to the thirty day mark. So I don't know. You, according to you, that's not a bad number. No, that's pretty good. I mean, you've got the crazy famous podcasters out there doing crazy numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not them. But the beautiful thing about podcasts is anybody can have a voice. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, which is good. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, and so here we are. Dangerous liberals out there that can get a podcast. I'm just kidding. Not just the liberals. We, I bring that up every fucking podcast. I'll stop. Um, the The thing is, is you know, we're not we're not doing this. Like we're not getting paid to do this, right? And um, we haven't spent much on on overhead. So a lot of those, it just to have that reach so far is awesome. Um, and it's not an ego thing, man. This no. is, we're doing this. I, I explained this in an email today to somebody. <clears throat> I am fucking eager and thirsty to help. Yeah. Um, that's it. It's the right thing to do. I, we talked about it. Nick talked about it. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it, you and I, about, yep. about serving, like helping people get where I was, excuse me, get to where we're at now from where I was. It's fucking, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. It, it It's an unbelievable feeling. So that's why we're doing it, yeah. and we're fucking eager to help. So that's that's what's awesome about the number of people that, that we're reaching um, with in, in minimal time and, and, you know, not a whole lot of out-of-pocket dollars going into it yet. Right. Um, working on getting some hats for you and I. Oh, uh, my nice. bald ass. I, I need a hat. I'm losing it. You are. So you're going to need a hat. Yeah. Cool. So we did allude to 
a couple things there just as I was bullshitting there for a little bit. Um, I was jamming out to Purple Pills on the way in. I do not know that song. Eminem and D12. Oh, I remember. I mean, yeah. I remember that. But. Takes you back. Yeah. I need um, to check that out. Remember how we talked about recommended background music? Yes. I wrote about this, uh, excuse me, this topic three years ago, January 2017, and it's still so relevant. And as I went back and read what I wrote then, I'm, I still sometimes make the same fucking mistakes that I wrote about three years ago. <laughs> and like a light bulb went off on the way here that I, I can't wait to get home and tell Ashley about like, hey, I... I think I know why I've been a moody asshole the last couple of weeks, but <laughs> it's not her fault after all. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I wrote, so that song is one of them. Um, I love that fucking song and it takes me back to, to, uh, to high school, um, and an ecstasy phase. When did you go through your ecstasy phase? I never did. Never Chris, did. Never did. <laughs> I'm not, right. I don't know if we had ecstasy where I grew up. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Um, had I known that, I would have tried to get it up there. Um, <clears throat> talk about speaking of making money, but yeah, anyway. you could have made a lot of money. All right, uh, DA might be listening to this. <laughs> so, statue of limitations. Um, That's right. Then I had this. I have this hope song by Tenth Avenue North. I think that's a, a Joy Joy, Happy Happy Joy Joy band. Yeah, I listen to that shit. I go from hardcore rap to, to Amazing Grace in a Christian blink of an eye, man. <laughs> And then Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones. Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, and I should have added Peaches. Oh. By the I... Presidents of the United States of America because... <laughs> Very good. I know a lot of people with problems with Peaches, and I'm not talking about the fruit. I'm talking about the fucking Xanax. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of Xanax. Speaking of... But I titled this this blog post, uh, What a Pussy, right? Question mark. Yeah. Because I talked about what there's a, you know a stigma that's out there, and especially I think for for guys, um, but there is also stigma stigma for for women, and and it's I'm generalizing here, but about seeking some fucking help on the mental side of shit, right? Yep. Anxiety, depression, therapist, and fucking happy crazy pills right yeah (laughs) it's funny that people out there will stick a needle in their arm and inject shit to feel happy or they think but they won't go to a doctor and be like hey is there anything you can do for my depression and that won't fucking kill me and destroy my life and make me rob my grandma etc exactly it's ironic but man today i wanted to talk about anxiety and depression yeah i have it You've shared that you have it. Yep. This is one area I can contribute. Yeah. And and <laughs> and, and and I want to ask you um, a couple things about that, if you're comfortable. Sure. And then uh, I can share my story. You share yours. And I, I know we'll resonate with a lot of people because a lot of people fucking have this shit. Yep. Right? And there is so much... You know, if you, science behind what it can do to your brain under the right circumstances, that we call them in the in the, the foster parent community, the psychotropic mm. meds. 
That's a big word for me. Yeah. Um, and we, a lot of people think, oh, I'm not, I don't need that shit. <laughs> like those people that do that are like, okay, but I'll do a line of blow and smoke and it's, you know, smoke a ton of weed and right. yep. drink, <laughs> but I'm not going to take some fucking Wellibutrin, you know, but yeah. the doctor told me might work. <laughs> so without for, you know, getting and, and it will get there. We're not getting in too, too far into the, the rambling weeds here. I, I want to ask you, Jeff. Yeah. Um, when did you in your life start noticing um, some depression and or anxiety? Yeah. Well, I noticed it without knowing I was noticing it when I was a little kid. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Actually. So, uh, because now looking back, I can remember exactly, you know, I used to, we had friend, family friends and we'd all hang out. They had kids, you know, so we'd have a, a group of three families that would always hang out and we'd go do stuff. And I remember this is up in bumfuck Egypt. That's right, right. Yeah. We'd okay. have to drive forever to get to do anything. Sure. <laughs> but we would, you know, we would get together and we would hang out. And I think, um, one thing I definitely remember was I was always like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I feel sick. I'd get sick to my stomach. And it was always that thing that turns, you know, your parents end up going, you're going to go, you have fun. You always have fun. You always mm-hmm. say you're glad you went, you know? Sure. Meanwhile, looking back, I was just anxious. I was anxious and anxiety. It was, it was uh, definitely like a social anxiety situation. Um, but when I realized I, that's what it was, my wife actually diagnosed me sort of. So you're going, it took you that long. Oh, I yeah. mean, you, you, this was when you were a kid. Yeah. I was probably 10, 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I realized that or Man. looking back at least what did, uh, what, what made your wife like nail the head on the hammer? Yeah. So the big event that happened, well, I used to get sick before we'd go anywhere. So that was even as an adult. Oh yeah. I would, I was like, Hey, I don't feel good in my stomach. I better know where I mean, all the bathrooms are. Cause I, yeah, it faked me out every time. It wasn't sure, actually sure. what happened. But like, I'm going to go throw up or I have to yeah, go, yeah, yeah. you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's like doing a bunch of Coke that's cut with baby laxatives. You better know where the shit is at. That's man. a thing. Yeah. I guess. Oh my gosh. God, you've been living under a rock. I don't know about that stuff. <laughs> You know, there, there were some uh, things that were said in the last one. I'm going to have to ask you what they meant. Later. Yeah, we can create you a dictionary. <laughs> yes, um, that that's paralyzing, bro. Yeah, um, that social anxiety shit. And here's the thing: like, I, nobody would peg you for a guy that had that. I mean, you fucking right. play music on mm-hmm. a stage in front of a fucking room full of people. Yeah, for sure, thousands of people. Like, yeah. at our, even at I don't care. It, what kind of gigs you're playing, but like when you do the church shit and we yep. consolidate our church, mm-hmm. um, there's thousands of people at the Easter service that you're up there fucking wailing away. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. That's and up. my old church that we won't talk name names. <laughs> Don't that get I, me started on that. <laughs> my old church, I was, uh, there were 1200 people in that room at a time or there could be. And that was when it, when it really hit me once as I felt sick, I'm like, I'm going home. I had oh, to really? go home on a Sunday morning and Brittany says, are you sure you're sick? I'm like, yeah, I'm sick. And I got home. I felt fine. So then what'd you do? So Brittany said, so here's the thing that I wonder too about people who, who won't go to their doctor. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that's where you went. 
I didn't know you went to like your your just general practitioner. Right, right. I'm like, I better find a psychiatrist. Yeah, you know, yellow page it exactly. So, but she, my wife's smarter than me. Yeah, she she, yeah, and she goes, hey, uh, you're going to need to talk to your doctor about this. And it had been forever. We'd moved to uh, to Belleville from my hometown, um, and I hadn't had a doctor, so I had to get a doctor. And uh, talking through it, and, and they said, hey, try this. Uh, I think, what was I? Try Lexapro. So, sure, yeah, yeah, I've heard yep. of it. I think I've tried it for a minute. But um, yeah. did the Lexapro help? It helped, yeah. It you sure still did. on Lexapro? Not, so I don't know if this is true for everybody, but eventually I have to try something new and sure. time. So, no, I'm, I'm on Cymbalta. So I guess we, you know, a disclaimer here, we're not fucking doctors oh, or psychologists yeah, sure. We're ordinary pricks that are just having a conversation about the meds we take yes. in order to resonate. And there's a, there is a common theme that I, I will get to that I think can help people, but you were on, we're on Alexa pro. Then you went to the, what'd you just say? Well, the, I've been on a couple of okay. things. I'm on Cymbalta now, but sure. over the last Gosh, how long has it been? Well, Ten years, I guess. Okay. What about the peaches or Xanaxes? So I there's different names for different levels of yeah. Xanax. So I take a low dose of Xanax. Well, when I first got on on Lexapro, when I was first diagnosed, they gave me Xanax to take because it takes the other stuff like two weeks to kick in. Yeah, yeah, right. So <laughs> no, that's the thing about Xanax is uh, yeah, <laughs> you take enough of it, you can you can fucking go down uh, you won't even put the oxygen mask on if right. your plane's crashing and, hey yeah <laughs> we're going down nobody bothered to tell me that either but <laughs> right, um, right. i mean i didn't know i i just did what they said take uh, one a day or whatever but be naive at times jeff yeah god bless you oh i'm a naive guy <laughs> so <clears throat> when you say that you have have dealt with some depression yeah <clears throat> how does that look the depression is newer Okay. And I don't know what it, I don't know where it comes from. It just is there, and I think that's how it is sometimes. You know, how it can long? be triggered, but probably two or three years now. So since 2016, <laughs> since we elected Trump. Okay. Well, I'm that's kidding. right. I'm that kidding. could be. <laughs> now that I say that, <laughs> man, I'm gonna have to go talk to somebody. <laughs> so, so I, you know, have you talked to your? PCP or primary care physician about that? Yeah, I've talked a little bit about Good. that. And you, that's I mean, you don't, yep. I just. It, it because uh, you you hit something that I even they haven't even thought of coming into this like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't fucking know that they got a they can call their doctor and it's a great place to start right for sure I I thought that oh well I have a flu or I have you know I yep. need a physical or I need I did not think that I did not know that my primary care physician took care of of uh, of uh, mental you, issues you thought you had to see a shrink or something, yeah exactly right? they can get you to one right for sure but it's a, that's where you that's where you got to start and, yep. The whole going to, when I said stigma opening this thing up, the whole going to the doctor thing used to be, you know, I'm a guy, I don't go to the doctor unless I'm That's dead. Right. Yeah. Okay, get fucked a little bit. But <laughs> I I used to, I mean, my mom's a nurse. She's always wanted me to go to the doctor. I didn't run to the doctor for shit. I mean, but I saw my grandmother going to go to one doctor who was pretty much like fucking killing her with the pills regiment that this guy had her on. My mom switched her to a different physician 
<clears throat> this physician extended her life by five, six years. And it's kind of funny. Like I met her at like a, I took my grandma to a doctor's appointment and she's, she's fucking beautiful, man. She's this, this beautiful Indian princess. And I, I got to be careful because my wife does listen to this, but I was like, all right, I'll go to this doctor. <laughs> I, I will tell you, she helped save my life. Yeah. She, she was the, uh, she started hammering me on the alcohol before my old man died. And then afterwards she was, she got me into rehab. She wow. like, she got the rehab for me set up <clears throat> and all that. So I joke, but she's uh she, yeah, she's a top three life's, you know, she in Belleville. Nope. Okay. No, she's uh, she's South County now, but she's. uh, It sounded like my doctor. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. So, when I started experiencing the the anxiety, and it was probably wrapped up in the in the drinking and the and and doing coke and shit. I would sometimes just have a complete fucking panic attack that I was going to die or whether it was because I hadn't drank in like 12 hours, which can contribute to that shit or just a regular normal guy panic attack. So I'd have both. Right. I mean, there was time that I, I had to drive over to my mom's house in the middle of the night and she took, she drove me to St. Anthony's at the time and they did like an echo ECMO or the heart, all the tests. Yeah. Because I thought I was fucking having a heart attack, and it was just uh, I've been there too. Out of Xanax, and I to this day, since I've gotten sober, I haven't. Uh, I guess six months after I got sober was the last time I took a Xanax, but they're in my fucking car and in my yeah. briefcase. I have them. I'm prescribed them, um, and that's that's <laughs> Jeff's Xanax coming out of his pocket. pocket. Um, they're like a the fucking safety net, man. Yeah. Just knowing that's how that's the mental aspect. Exactly. So what I wanted to do is just go through today uh, the the pills that I on. Mm-hmm. Um, I started when I was an alcoholic. My my doctor prescribed me, and then people will all say that's a bad pill. This is a good pill because everybody's different. Yeah. She got me on generic Paxil. It's called Paroxetine. And I always thought Paxil was a was a chick pill. <laughs> it kind of is actually. Is it? But, I've never heard um, of that. It fucking works for me. Yeah. And as soon as I started taking that, I take forty milligrams a day. And my doctor said, "Now here's the deal: you take this while you're drinking the much, you're gonna get fucked. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get more fucked up, is what it's gonna do." Yeah. And it didn't like deter me, and it wasn't like sign me up. I'm trying to get more fucked up. I just was no. At the time she prescribed it, I wasn't gonna stop drinking. Right. But it. <clears throat> was a noticeable difference, man. I, I stopped like really thinking I was going to die, um, at certain points. Um, sometimes I'd have to pull it before taking this, I'd have to pull over driving on a road trip for even uh, for work stuff. I would have to get out of the car sometimes on the side and just walk around the car, take deep breaths, do my breathing exercise. I mean, I'm fucking mess, man. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so paroxetine, as I read, is, you know, I take 40 milligrams once a day. It's used to treat depression. It may also use to, it may also be used to treat anxiety disorders, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic attacks, 
post-traumatic stress, which some will argue that I have some, and then the obvious premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and that's a bitch. <laughs> Thank God for Paxil, because it's really, really got my yeah premenstrual dysphoric disorder. You're good to go there. Under control. Um, and then when I checked into rehab, they, through my doc physician, allowed me they, to take the Paxil in. They would have to administer it, and then they got me on trazodone, 100 milligrams a day uh, at nighttime to help me sleep. Oh. <clears throat> Non-narcotic. People have asked me before that stop drinking, what do you do for the insomnia that they – and I know now they in, – in patient rehab treat, it, it gave me 100 milligrams of trazodone a day. And trazodone not only on, – you. you under a physician's order, these pills are taken with consulting a fucking doctor, right? right? Yeah. Like, go to the fucking doctor. You're not too fucking manly to go to the doctor. Yeah. And if people, you know, and for the, for the, you know, there's girls out there too that don't want to go to the fucking doctor. I get it. Right. Um, I think for what I've seen more, it's if somebody, like, girls that take pills, they will beat the fuck out of themselves. They are so hard on themselves way harder than us guys for the most part and just stop you're you're fucking awesome just you're you're doing shit to help yourself so that's my word of advice to the girls i can't speak much right but i do see that i see girls that are on are prescribed these pills um and to try to beat anxiety or depression and they feel some shame with it and they they that's fucking bullshit that's the enemy um so stop you're awesome um so the trazodone it's also used it helps with depression um mood appetite energy you're supposed to supposed to help with that shit um Mm. and it does it's this is bottle definition that it's um trazodone works by helping to restore the balance of certain natural chemical serotonin in the brain so ask your doctor about it it helped me i'm still uh march 25th i'll be six years sober i still take it i've reduced it down to 25 milligrams a night and uh, per the physician um because it if oh, 100 milligrams a night, sometimes it's a little uh, hard to get up in the morning. When I take one of these, Jeff, you could drive a fucking train through my living room. I'm going to, I might sleep yeah. right through that, man. <laughs> if I step, I take the 100. I, but, you know, having a kid now, you kind of kind of have an ear open, sleep with an ear open. So, right. so I, I cut it down. But if I don't take either one of those pills, I know it. Uh, mm-hmm. Within 12 hours, 24 hours, 12 to 24 hours, I, yeah. I know it. So I, I take it. Because the doctors fucking tell me to, yeah, and they're smarter than me. Yep, believe it or not. My wife here, my wife can tell if I miss even just miss taking it. Absolutely, she's yeah. like, dude, what's up? Huh? You're, you're on one, and I'm like, I don't know. You know, you didn't take your sure pill, enough, did you? Yeah, which I haven't missed one in a long time. <laughs> I mean, life's better. Honestly, I hate to say. It. I mean, there's this weird thing where I'm like, man, I wish I wasn't on any pills. I wish I could get off of all this that's, stuff. That's shame. But, but exactly, it's shame, man. And when I first, I, f- I found a guy, this blogger who was a, a Christian guy and he was the first Christian guy that I ever heard admit that he was on anxiety medication because people are yeah. like, 
Yeah, man. And so I started sharing that I was. Good. A guy from my church at the time sent me an email telling me that I didn't have enough faith in God if I had to take yeah. pills like that. Did you that. tell him to go fuck himself? Let us pray. <laughs> I sort of did. Good. <laughs> I told him, here's what I said. I said, man, if I had high blood pressure, the doctor would put me on medication. And if I had cancer, I'd go get treatment. Uh. And But I have anxiety. So I take, at the time, Lexapro. Because my doctor told me to. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's an illness. <sighs> Was this at that fucking douchebag church you used to go to that hates gay people that's the one yeah i figured (laughs) um uh, i left that prick a note one time but i'm not gonna (laughs) he had left so i couldn't yeah confront him but um you've got to get me off on a fucking tangent but (laughs) i um that's so that yeah that's the shame i mean that so yeah that's where it comes from i if i miss ashley knows and i'm in trouble yeah like it just fucks with your mood so now that we've kind of laid it out there oh i forgot one i think pill that we both take that i wrote communion bread and wine or generic grape juice for me once a week on sunday mornings used to treat loneliness anger and a broken heart (laughs) literally and figuratively and used to help with finding and experiencing joy, the ability to love oneself and others, and to embrace the power of hope, even when all appears to be lost. Check, check, and checkmate. What a big pussy we are, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I wrote. <laughs> but uh, that is that is my regiment, and, and it's got me uh, you know, onward and upward, and I'm, I'm still trying to continue that journey. Um because as you know, we we all know, you used to hit it hit it pretty hard, and it was all to feel awesome, um, right. feel better, and feel more joyful. Yeah, and uh, it's one thing to have a couple of drinks and, and take an edge off, or go have a happy hour and enjoy the company in a social setting like you can. Mm-hmm. But when it's your everyday crutch, there there might be a time to to have that conversation with your with your primary care physician as as we. <laughs> right. As we talked about. Or if you don't have one, go fucking get one. Okay. I feel like an after school special. The yeah. more you know. <laughs> I was telling some before I get to that, I yeah. we when I used to do things to get happy, right? Um that fucking ecstasy I talked about at the beginning, that'll that'll fucking wreck you. And what it does is it literally um like puts your serotonin on fucking overdrive to a place and I'm not glorifying it because what it does is it takes you up so fucking high. But where where do you go when you there's only one place right. to go? Yep. So after the four hours or five hours or six hours of rolling your balls off, that's what yeah, that's what they call that. That's what they call yeah. that when you're uh, when you're on ecstasy, <laughs> you fucking crash and burn, dude. It's fucking mm. nasty. You don't get out of bed for two days. Like, is that worth it? Like a four yeah. or five hour super high for two days of fucking literally. Like not getting out of bed, borderline suicide shit. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, it's not. I I did get you know, when I started fucking around with XC was probably junior junior year in high school. It's early. It was right, you know, coincides when excuse me when my parents first separated and mm. I knew a guy that was he was like couch surfing and 
in Belleville and got, he was fucking FedExing bottles of this shit to like, and it just shipping it in the mail. Like it was no big fucking deal. Like, um, and this, you'd start partying on it and it was, I mean, one time I, I don't remember doing this, but I got, I was so fucked up. I, I pulled out, we were in my best friend's basement and I pulled out my best friend's ice cube trays out of his freezer in his kitchen, put them on the, uh, emptied the ice, put them on the kitchen table, stood up on the kitchen table and just started pissing at him to fill them up. No idea what the fuck I was doing. My girlfriend at the time had to come like, she was heading me like, what are you fucking doing? You're pissing all over the kitchen table, the ice cube trays. No fucking idea, man. Ugh. And then the next morning I was in the cul-de-sac or this little parking area indian style puking up like fucking green bile and just so so depressed but um it was all a search for fucking joy this stuff that's how bad and dangerous that shit is and it is it'll i mean it can kill you it it takes you up and then crashes you and i've said this a hundred times about life sober you you may not get to the absolute highest mountain peaks that you that you think you are getting to using or drinking it's more of a rolling hill right Mm -hmm. instead of the steep up incline and then drop off a fucking cliff rock bottom depression you you the the highs are high yeah not as high as when you were drunk, pardon the pun, but the lows are are fucking okay. Right. When you're using that your lows are, as we've said it, rock fucking bottom and can be deadly. So I mean that's that's it it's like a mellow rolling hill, like much better if I could illustrate a graph on, on how your moods are, or how my moods are when I'm sober and how people I've talked to that um that conquered or bad are in recovery and and that's what they experience they experience good highs and they experience manageable fucking bad days yeah you know, you're you're you can still have great days you can still you have a bad day but you can fucking manage them and right. they're not ca- catastrophic or chaotic and it's um that's that's the key uh and that's what going to a doctor and getting on um a script for for something to help and it 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 helps regulate your 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 emotions man because when you're uh, when you're so high and so fucking out of this world happy uh i think it's even called manic right Um, there's only one place to go and it's down and it's down in a hurry Mm -hmm. and um man that's that's just that's that's a shitty way to live and you don't have to Nobody right. has to. I was uh, talking actually with with Nick on the way here. The guy we had on oh, last uh, week. If you guys haven't had listened to last week. Yeah, and we, like I've told this to people too that if you are struggling with happiness, the the key is is the small victories. Have you heard that? Yeah. Even if it's getting on a fucking bed in the morning and taking a shower, sometimes those are monumental tasks when you're in the fucking 
depths of depression, right? Yeah. For for people that are are so are joyless and lonely, like make a phone call to a to a if you don't have a doctor, make a phone call just to one and schedule an appointment. That's a victory right yeah. there. You did mm-hmm. it. Go to that appointment. Yeah. Celebrate. Uh, write it down if you have to. That's a fucking victory. Right. Yep. A- as you said earlier, you started I think with Lexapro, right? Yep. A lot of people. It takes three different regiments of pills to find out which one works for you. Cause, That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it's a long haul game, but celebrate each time you did something. You were trying to fucking do something better yourself to help yourself out. Yeah. You tried two weeks of one Wellibutrin. I did that one time. Didn't do shit for me. So I fucking tried an, another one. Right. Um, and it wasn't this back when I did that. Um, that's what my doctor stuck with me. She, God bless her. But that's what I mean. Like, same thing with the fucking therapist. Tony fucking Soprano saw a fucking therapist. Why, you know, then if yeah. he can see a fucking therapist, I can see a fucking therapist. He's my fucking idol <laughs> role model. Now, him and my old man. Yeah. So fuck. Basically I, the I, same guy. Yeah. Well, there's some similarities. <laughs> I, um, you know, my old man always said, my mom's going to kill me for saying this, but he always said, you get that fucking mental shit from your mother's side. You get some shit from me, but all that mental shit's your uh. mother's side. <laughs> it's ironic because my old man masked all his shit with fucking whiskey and, and some other things. So, um, man, maybe you could, but anyway, yeah, yeah he so. You know, my he said that my mom's mom was a little goofy, but I loved her. Uh, God bless her. Yeah. Point is, fuck, you get me off on these man. rambles, man. Um, but, like, get off the, the couch or get off the bar stool and make a call. Like, even if you do that and then you go back to the couch or bar stool, you did one thing. Yeah. And that's something to build off of. Um, the, the therapist thing, I – you go to a therapist and you sit and you fucking – vent for an hour to somebody that can never legally ever repeat it. That's like, right. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, some people do use bartenders for that. Right. Um, they could, so you try to bang it. the bartender and then actually, you know, it's, yeah, I was a great listener bartender. I was problem is I talked to like, they were like, Chris, I'm here to tell you about my fucking problems, you know, and yeah. I'm they're pouring out to the fucking patient. <laughs> um, it is a, it's the small victories, especially when it sounds probably sounds easy to those that are listening that that are right now aren't aren't in the fucking depths of the vice grip of depression. Yeah. But if they had if if they're listening and they were there, I think that it'll resonate because I've been there. Yeah. You've been there. And just getting off your ass and making even the phone call. And going to explore it, like it, it don't make you a pussy, right? It in fact makes you kind of a badass. Yeah, if you can take control of yourself, right, right. Yeah. Um, I, for me, for some people that are that are we, we've talked about this last week that are that are dying from this loneliness fucking plague, mm-hmm. like that's what church is for too. Like, yeah, I know I talk about it a lot it's it was it's my shit it's what fucking helped me like go to a church on a sunday yeah. and 
celebrate that. Like I did something. Um, join a fucking volunteer group and you'll meet people. And you never know how that networking, it just can open so many new, new doors and you end up meeting people that you never thought you'd meet. Um, and your life can take off, man, and get out of the the hole, if you will, that you were living in, the black fucking hole of depression, of fucking addiction, of of loneliness. Yep. <clears throat> and get to a place where you're able to look in the fucking mirror and smile again. Mm-hmm. And it's so possible... If I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Depression's one of those things that steal, you know, you've talked a lot about of what steals joy from you mm-hmm. and with, with your addictions and, and, um, depression's one of those things that does that because it just makes you, for me, it just makes me want to wallow. Like I just want to stay in right. that. It's weird. It's like, it sucks you in and you just want to stay there for some reason. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is badass to, to, to decide or to, to, or to get the courage or to get the strength to step out of it enough to get help for it. I mean, I was in a golf tournament, uh, every year we do have this golf tournament, uh, in the city. It's actually for a, um, a guy I know that that's written a book, um, uh, birdies for bipolar and it, mm. he talks really about his struggle with bipolar which is um as far as i know and i apologize if i get this wrong if not like anybody like physicians are listening to this shit but uh, <laughs> if they are <laughs> or come anybody, on the show yeah uh, right and i'd be, be happy to learn um yeah. it's like depression but w- steps and, and abound like above it yeah and um but he was telling me and this could is where it applies because I had it, and it sounds like you've been there. Mm-hmm. He knew he was was fucked, like something was wrong when for his outlet in life. I mean, he's almost a the guy's almost a semi pro golfer, or probably higher than that. Um, he, I would say, he kicks my ass in, in golf. But the best two balls I hit the other day was when I stepped on a rake. I'm no fucking good at golf. I play so much. <laughs> But I'm so bad. So to say he's better than me is not going to really illustrate how good this fucking guy is. Yeah. But he said his buddies called him like, hey, we're going to go on this golf weekend. What time do we pick you up? And he's like, I don't want to go. And that's when his, the light went off. And his fucking, he's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I don't want to go fucking golf on a on a, a guy's trip on a weekend and yeah. party and golf all weekend. Right. So he knew something was wrong. Like you were saying, like you, you, it wants you to wallow. It wants you to stay in fucking doors. It wants yep. you to stay on in your garage. It wants you to stay in your bed, not get fucking anywhere, not yeah. go do anything, not interact with any fucking human beings. Yep. And that's not how you're called to live. Right. <laughs> that it's not how. If the faith is my thing, faith is I, I know it's your thing. Yeah. It's what's helped me recover. It's not how God calls you to live. He calls yeah. you to live in a relationship. If the Jesus shit ain't your deal. That it's not your bag. That's fine. I don't think the human like how do I'm trying to talk to you all that like the, the the science guys like which it's a myth that that you can't be to have science and faith in your life. Right, it's a fucking myth, but you can because I do. Um, I listen to fucking Eminem D12 Purple Pills and I listen to Joy FM, so you can do both. <laughs> yeah, um, 
you you are not wired to to live in solitaire and to not be even if you're the most introverted motherfucker out there um relationship right yeah and i'm not talking about just being lucky like i am and i call because i consider myself fucking lucky because i found a life partner um you be in relationship with your fucking neighbor with your with a friend um and living in fucking solitude is not how we're designed. Right. It's not how God created us. It's not how fucking Buddha created you. It's not how whoever the fuck you fucking worship or don't worship created you. You're not supposed to live that way. Yeah. And and I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff, because that's a big deal. Yeah. And it when you start when you're wanting to do that, instead of wanting to go like you're a kid yep. to your friend's house where your parents have to remind you, you will have fun. Yeah. You had fun last time and you're hearing the words, but it's not fucking connecting. Then that's the fucking enemy holding you back. Whether that enemy's anxiety, depression, addiction, bipolar, all that shit is in the same goddamn book, man. Yeah. And it's, it, it's going to fucking paralyze people. It does paralyze people and it can fucking kill people. Um, yeah, for sure. Do you still have, do you still, even though you're medicated <laughs> and I'm medicated, do you still have bouts with, uh, your anxiety with the depression? Uh, you asking me or Ashley, because she'll be, uh, she's Same. Like, she told me, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, cause I do have a little OCD, my recovering alcohol. And I tell her this too. I'm like, Ash, I'm a, I am a recovering alcoholic. I have some fucking, I can be a moody. Yeah. I don't have the fucking drink to. Yeah. I could be a moody asshole sometimes, but I was stir. Uh, we were cooking something, and uh, she's like, that. I was freaking out. She's like, your anxiety is, is a lot right now, she told me. So she can feel it, but the way it's manageable, yeah. right? Um, the way that when I, I have not had a breathe in a brown bag anxiety attack since I've been sober, um, yeah. I have some. Like minor, and and I know I have to, I know how to deal with it. If I, I I'd hate to see what they look like without Paxil, or right. the, um, which is my prescribed yeah. vice. Like you know, it's funny you said this. Just hit me. It's like when people say, "Well, this tragedy X Y Z tragedy happened to me or to a friend," and. God, no God would ever do that shit, right? Like, right. God doesn't cause that shit, but I couldn't imagine going through the shit I've been through in my life without God. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine going, like, having these little small little anxiety attacks without having a conversation with a doctor and seeing what's wrong because I would be fucking just completely lost, man. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if that makes sense, but it sounded good in my head. Um, but I'm serious. It's, I, I, and it's a good question. I, I do have, you know, some minor mood swings and anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. but I haven't been in a fucking fist fight since I stopped drinking right. and, and started, you know, I haven't done shit like it. it so it's manageable. Yeah. Um, and it's probably, Similar to how you is you're on your meds and yeah sometimes so bad days right yeah I have bad days and and this might be 
dumb, but just a small, like, like a tangible thing that I do. And this didn't sound like it worked for you, but I like to cook when I'm feeling anxious. <laughs> it, no, <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> when I'm feeling anxious, if I get in the kitchen and can do something that's not on my stupid phone and uh-huh, it's not uh-huh. on TV or whatever right. and the screen or uh, if I can do something like that where I'm just focused, it's great. You know, I'll wash the dishes. I hate washing dishes, sure. but I'll wash the dishes if I'm wound up. Okay. You know what I mean? It's something that'll just take me off. Yep of thinking about it for a minute. And then I usually come out on the other side pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just get, I get pissy yeah. if I'm burning something on the stove yeah. and then I overreact is where she was getting at. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I wish I had the fucking exercise gene. I just don't, oh, I don't fucking have, have it, man. Like, I don't think anybody would mistake you and I for being the gym rats, but right. I know the exercise is a lot of people's. Yeah. That's a lot of people's fucking Paxil and that's fine. If that's mm-hmm. what works for you. Um, I know how good it feels when I get done working out. Like I, I mean, I played hockey my whole life, right? Yeah. I always say that I was I skated eight days a week. I I tore my knees up and my a little bit, and my groin muscles are shattered. And and then in college, I was like, do I rehab this stuff and keep trying to to chase some dream that's going to end at a, a, a probably college hockey or some dog shit fucking minor league team that you don't know of and you don't get paid and you just get fucking murdered, right? Or you know, so, like take it easy on the hockey and drink and chase pussy in college, right? Yeah. So I chose the latter, and I started ballooning up. Um, I stopped because I hate going to the fucking gym. Yeah. And I know it's it, – it, I sound hypocritical. I know how good it is for you. I just yep. – and I've had the serotonin release from going to the gym, if that's what it is. Um, so I might take some of my own advice and figure something out on the yeah. – because it is – also obviously healthy but i brought it up because a lot of people that you say cooking or are getting involved in something that takes yeah. your mind off shit a lot of people it's going to the gym or yeah. um going out running i just since i've been a kid man i i can ice skate for miles right yeah my soccer coach used to ask me to run and i'd fucking tell him to go fuck himself <laughs> run this at you know something to run for but you know you you it were to kind of like wrap this conversation up and yeah. we could do it again sometime and, and obviously take questions. If we said anything or we misspoke about something, don't be a fucking asshole, but email us, help us out. All yeah. right. I mean, our, you, you can be an asshole all you want. I might just give it back to you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. um, you brought something up and, and when you said about the panic attacks, like, do you still have some? And then I asked you, you know, you still have your bad days yeah. and we all still have storms, bro. Um, everybody does. There's going to be um, name. We're going to lose somebody before our time's up, and it's our turn. Yep. We're going to have some fucking traffic jams and storms in our life, and they're going to they're going to be. It's going to be easy to throw in the towel and say, "Fuck, I'm just going to you know, go back to some old habits," and. Um, and ride them out with my whiskey or fucking coke or abuse fucking benzos or opioids or shoot up heroin or just say fuck going to the doctor, fuck self-health, all that. Yeah. You can do that or you can ride them out the way that that I've been riding them out um, these past uh, almost six years. Yeah. And now I just... Uh, I write them out with my faith, my sobriety, and a little fucking Paxil. Let us pray.
Pondoff's Anonymous is Chris Pondoff and produced by me, Jeff Allen. Our music is Antihero by McCall and Gentle Waters by Wild Wonder. For more information, visit pondoffsanonymous.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>